0: hello once again ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Sightlines, lines a virtual theater podcast brought to you by jakespeare virtual theater company my name is jake lewis and on today's podcast we'll be talking to a good friend of mine virtually we've never met But her name is Kate Schnetzer, and uh, she is going to be speaking with us about her experience as a director of virtual theater. Uh, So that's something that she and I have in common. I've done a little bit of it too, but I always think it's great to hear what other people's experience has been like in, in this forum. So let's welcome her to the show. Kate, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm great, Jake. Thank you for having me
0: my pleasure always nice to talk to you uh so uh, i know kate uh virtually of course because she is the director of one of the summer shorts that my company is doing uh and i've already seen the finished product it looks great uh so nice job on that kate so Kate, before we get into talking about your directing experience, just tell us a little bit about your experience in theater in general up to this point.
1: Yeah, so I am a college student. going to Indiana University for a BA in theater and a minor in creative writing with a focus in poetry. Um, yeah, so I've really enjoyed theater and, um, that's why I'm studying. I've been, I had been focusing mostly um, in acting and taking acting courses. And then uh, last year at the start of my junior year, I decided I was going to basically apply for any opportunity uh, granted to me.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's how I kind of ended up going into directing.
0: Got it. Um,
1: yeah, for University Players, which is a student-led theater troupe at my school.
0: That's that's great. And you were telling me before the podcast that you are about to make your stage directorial debut when the p- pandemic hit. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, again, with university players, I'm going to be re- directing uh, a live performance of Dark Play or Stories for Boys. So I'm excited for that. Um, I really. In- like the play so far as I've read it, and I'm really excited to start dealing with all the things that come with live theater, um, the mm-hmm. stage and working with, you know, a lot more production people yeah. um, and all that. So that'll be really fun.
0: So then, like you said, you uh, were pretty much opening yourself up to any other opportunities, and then this one came along. And tell me, how does the acting experience in virtual theater, because I know you've uh, recently, uh, you also did an acting uh, job for our group, too, in a radio play that we have called Ghost Town. So how does the acting experience in virtual theater compare to the directing one?
1: Um, It definitely has pros and cons. Uh, Pros, uh, it's a lot more, I think, accessible, a lot more... um, easier to manage time-wise and all that. Uh, I think that the acting style is definitely a bit different and something Mm -hmm. that in my, uh, acting courses, we had to, we did like a nice shift of, okay, how do we now connect to people virtually when we're not standing there with another person? Right. Um, and so there's a lot more imagination involved, which is, I mean, I think good. I think me and some of my fellow actors are going to come out of this experience with like, uh, kind of a better handle on how to connect with people since we've had to um, try extra hard this past year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so the show that you acted in for us, as I said, ghost town is uh, not even, you know, you're not really even acting with your face or your body or everything. It's just audio. It's just all with your voice. And so I would imagine acting with your voice alone is even harder than you know, having your voice and your body and and, and stuff to work with. Would you agree with that or disagree?
1: I think I would definitely agree. Um, I had a little bit, so I I felt a little bit more comfortable voice acting only because I had directed a radio play prior to doing that. Um, And I I saw like what it took to um, get those characters to come to life. Because if you're uh, just a, a normal stage actor or uh, tv movie actor mm-hmm. you um i think you don't realize like you have i guess you have everything a bit more toned down you don't understand like how much um character nuance you actually need to put into your voice since you are not using any of your other tools with your your body and your face right. and all that so i mean i honestly when i was directing my actors i decided to um just kind of give it a shot I, I took the script and i said well can i do this and it was hard i was like if i auditioned for this i would knock on the part it was crazy so that um to me kind of led me into trying to look in more how it could improve that skill set for myself so yeah it does take a bit more work than i think some people might imagine um they think maybe it's just one element
0: Right. <laughs> and, it, and it just so happened that at around the same time that you were, you know, going to be directing, that was also about the same time that you, that you were acting in that radio play. So did you pick up any skills from the director of that radio play that you parlayed into your directing of the uh, what we're calling the summer short?
1: Um, yeah, I think she had a great um ability to connect with the actors um, just virtually. And that's something mm-hmm. I, I found to be very important in um, my directing experience um, mm-hmm. when I've, I've worked. So I, I really took inspiration of that, of like, you can definitely keep that um, connection going virtually. And uh, I think it gave me a bit more confidence as far as like working with this medium and communicating in this medium. So, really appreciate that.
0: As far as your summer short goes, uh, mm-hmm. that's called aberration.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. Tell us in a in a nutshell, uh, if you can, the the general idea, the plot, the gist of that show.
1: Yeah, so we're taking a, a sneak peek into a world where normal is a terrible thing. <laughs> Yeah, it plays with a lot of, I guess, backwards thinking, everything mm-hmm. that would be considered normal and good in this world that we're living in. is the complete opposite and aberration um, where normal is uh, there's there's a wife who's getting a terrible diagnosis about her husband and mm-hmm. it's that he is normal. And this is a life changing uh, disruption um, in her world. And it's so it's a comedy. Kind of- it is a comedy. A it sounds comedy. like it might not be one of my actors. When she's cast for this, she called me concerned. She's like, "I normally do comedies. What? What hmm. is this play? It sounds so dark." And then, <laughs> but when she did, she found like a lot of humor in it. And yeah. I think that's that's something the audience will definitely be able to enjoy. It's a,
0: it's a dark comedy. We'll call it. Oh a dark yeah, comedy. Mm-hmm. Dark comedy. Uh, is comedy difficult to direct? Um, I would imagine that uh you know some people are better at comedy some people are better at uh drama what's your strong suit
1: um I think for acting at least so I'm just going to start there with acting okay. um I just uh I'm much better at dramatic stuff than comedy and I'm trying to prove that so when it, it when I ended up directing uh a lot of it Lied in the ability of my actors, I felt, and able to pull this off. But something I really enjoy as an audience member is kind of, uh, I think, pacing and irony mm-hmm. and the juxtaposition of different, uh, like quick ju- juxtaposition between tones. It's something that I find really funny in the movie yeah. theater. Just, uh, I kind of laugh before everyone else just because the situation's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that that's something I really utilized. Uh, when directing comedies was kind of focusing on the timing and the pacing. And I think that's something that actually is uh, really important. And I've heard other comedians talk about like when it comes to being funny, it's all in the, <laughs> uh, the timing okay. really. So that's something I definitely found to be true when I was directing.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Has this experience of doing uh, virtual theater, um scared you off from uh the format in the future or has it uh emboldened you and said well if i can do a 10-minute comedy successfully uh why not do something else
1: oh yeah i'm definitely open to doing uh, more virtual theater um in the future for sure I'm definitely. I think right now because I'm at university, I'm looking at what opportunities they have there first. But I'm not going to be busy with that all the time. That would be. I'd be really lucky for that to happen. Um, (laughs) So I'm excited to uh, definitely fill in those those gaps in my um, projects with virtual theater. I think it's very accessible, um, and you're able to interact with people from all around the world. And I think. for me, this experience during the pandemic of having so many opportunities um, to work with theater and performance and directing has really, uh, I've grown a lot this year as an actor and a director, I felt so.
0: I do agree with you that one of the, uh, the benefits of virtual theater is you get to work perhaps with people that you might not normally have met. Um, so you're in Indiana. I'm in Massachusetts. Our paths probably would not have crossed, although I do have cousins in Indiana, Indiana, but still that's probably, it's a big state. Um, But uh, yeah, our paths probably would not have crossed. You would not have met these actors, uh, this, that, and and the other thing. So if nothing else, uh, virtual theater seems almost like, you know, uh, creating a, a global sort of community. Where how did your actors feel in terms of, uh, you know, when you're doing a show, there is that close knit sort of family feel that a cast develops, Uh, even though this was a very short production run and a 10 minute play. um, Did you enjoy working with this particular set of actors? Would you want to work with them again? What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, they were amazing. I would love to work with them again. They really brought exactly um, what they needed to bring to the table. I was actually really impressed since it's like a a short 10-minute play that they they really put in the effort and dove into their characters and how they would interact with each other and all that. And I'm really happy they put in that time, especially since, again, when I was talking about with my acting, um, you have to use a lot more imagination versus being in the room with someone. So I'm really glad they took that time. do that great
0: that's great well kate thank you so much for chatting with me for a little bit today uh, about directing for virtual theater it's been a pleasure to talk to you
1: Mm -hmm. you too Jay. thank you and
0: uh i hope that you will continue to not only do live theater because i'm not you know a virtual theater purist i love live theater as much as the next person goes Mm -hmm. but that uh places outside of iu will be able to see your talent and hence you'll do more virtual theater so thank you for uh donating your talents to our to my company
1: oh yeah and thank you for um producing all this awesome theater it's it's a great company and everyone i've worked with through Jason oh has been amazing. stop
0: you're too kind <laughs> cut that out all right well, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is Kate Schnetzer. You can catch her directing of the Summer Short Aberration. I'm telling you, it's hysterical. Uh, that is during our Summer Shorts Festival, which is going to be airing uh, or streaming, I should say, on August 7th through 21. You can find out more details about it at jakespearevtc.com slash slash summer shorts and uh kate we'll talk to you again soon it'll be great to have you back and remember everybody all the world's a stage even the internet take care we hope you've enjoyed this episode of sightlines a virtual theater podcast be sure to click subscribe to find out about the latest weekly episodes and visit us at jakespearvtc.com.